0: Bold Vision, Inspirational Leadership, Drive, Determination, Creativity. Welcome to Secrets of Staffing Success, a podcast where we talk to innovators and thought leaders in the staffing industry to discover the strategies and tactics that make these top performers stand out. And here are your hosts, the co-CEOs of Haley Marketing, Victoria Kenward, and David Cerns. Get ready and buckle up, because on this episode of Secrets of Staffing Success, we're talking with Richard Rosner, a.k.a. the Staffing Shark. Richard's one of the most positive and enthusiastic guys you'll ever meet, and his combination of creativity and innovation are doing wonderful things for his recruiting. Listen up, and you'll see how he's filling 97% of his job openings without spending a dollar on job advertising. This episode of Secrets of Staffing Success is brought to you by NetSocial. Are you struggling to get your salespeople, your recruiters, your managers sharing your company's content? Are you struggling to get the full value out of the time you spend on social media? Well, that's why we created NetSocial. It's an easy way to centralize content curation so everybody's sharing what you want them to share while distributing content through your entire team to get greater reach, greater engagement, and more response. Whether you're using NetSocial for recruiting, sales lead generation, or branding, it can make a big impact on the results you get from your social media time and investment. You can check out NetSocial at www.netsocialapp.com. Vicki, I can't tell you how excited I am for this show. So I have known Richard for, I think, six, seven years now. Um, I think you described him as the Gary Vaynerchuk of the staffing industry. Um, he's probably getting mad at me. I think he's a combination between that and the Richard Simmons of the staffing industry. I've never oh, met no. anyone with that much energy. Um, but we are going to have such a good time because this is one of the most creative marketers, creative recruiters, creative staffing professionals in the industry today. I am so excited to bring Richard Rosner on the show with us. Welcome, Richard.
1: Thank you, David and Victoria, for having me.
0: And you're not going to kill me for that intro, right? I don't
2: know
1: that, that uh, Richard Simmons thing. That's a little bit, uh, we'll let it go this time.
2: You know, what the heck? <laughs> just remember, I'm the one that said Gary Vee, okay? Just keep that in mind. That's right.
0: <laughs> I just love your passion. But we're, before we get into staffing, before we get into your creativity, we asked you to do a little homework for us. And we asked you, what's the thing that we don't know about you from LinkedIn? And I've known because I've seen you face to face. It's not a surprise to me that you love the fitness industry. And in your spare time, you're a fitness trainer and a nutrition specialist. So I think you and Vicky are now going to talk for the next hour. And I will just sit back
1: and listen. Go.
2: <laughs> totally my thing, Richard. <laughs>
1: oh, then, uh, you know, we're a perfect uh, hit here. But uh, no, that's something I think that, uh, you know, makes you successful in life is what you eat every day. We get up and we eat the nutrition and I'm working out. And if I can say anything, it's my best stress reliever. If I do have stress anytime, it's the gym for an hour. So you gotta love it.
2: I'm the same way. And I tell my team the bigger my biceps are, that's that's a indicator of how much stress I've been under. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: and an indicator how much trouble I'm in.
1: <laughs> well, my brothers live in California. So, I only see them once a year. So, I, you know, every year they have to see, hey, man, you're losing it, man. So, I got to keep in shape just for them. <laughs> so, give us a little bit of your backstory.
0: So, you know, how'd you get into staffing? How'd you get to where you are today?
1: Well, my previous, I always joke about it, my previous life, I used to be a juvenile probation officer for 10 years for the state of Pennsylvania and uh, decided to move to Pittsburgh downtown and try something new. And out of the blue, a staffing firm, Peak Technical Staffing, called me and said, Are you interested in finding people jobs? And I was like, Okay. So, interviewed, no experience at all, and got pretty much hired on the spot. And I uh, actually worked in New York City for a year, the one staffing. So, and then I guess the rest is history.
0: So, there's uh, what, about 10 years ago, I mentioned you joined the industry. Yes. I took
1: off on your own. And I took off on my own about a year and a half ago, two years ago.
0: So, Tell us. I've seen, you know, if anybody, if you don't know Richard, go on LinkedIn and look for Richard, look for the staffing shark. But tell us a little bit about what you've been doing.
1: It's so creative. Oh, well, um, pretty much last year when the pandemic hit, unfortunately, um, I decided to start a program called Jobs Across America, where I would go into small towns and connect them with their workforce. You know, a lot of manufacturing was still working and all that. So I would go into these pockets of Youngstown, Ohio, Charleston, West Virginia, you know, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and just tap into the market. And I did it all for free. Um, the mayors and the governors and stuff like that would give me free uh, hotels and stuff like that. And it was amazing just uh, to put people to work. And believe it or not, when the workforce comes back, it is now, you know, I have the clients, they're pretty much going to work with me exclusively. But It just was giving back, David, you know what I mean, Victoria, giving equals growth. And I believe in that 100% all the time.
2: That's that's an amazing story. And that's such a um, powerful thing to do to help people out, especially in those small towns, which were really struggling last year, I think more so than we may know.
1: Exactly. And I think these small towns need a lot of love. I, I see, I've always recruited from small towns. I think that's where, you know, a lot of great recruits come from. And something else that I'm uh, implemented now is the uh, Staffy Shark uh, job tour, where we go into small towns and we set up a van, we have music. It's almost like a festival for three hours and we find people jobs and we connect with people. And uh, it's amazing of how many referrals, how many people will just show up and, you know, say, wow. I can't believe this. So, I think the biggest thing is, I will say one thing, and David would know this, it's all about engaging and exciting everybody in this industry. You got to make people excited, you know, and I think that's a big thing is when you get a candidate on the phone, it's like Disney World. You got to turn it on and be exciting, energy, and say, hey, you know, I'm going to help you out because you never know where they came from or what kind of day they had. And that's been my philosophy my whole time. When I get on the phone with somebody, It's like a beer chat or a coffee chat. I want to get to know them and they'll never leave you then.
0: That's awesome. So tell us a little bit more about this, the the staffing shark job tour. So you show up in a van and, and start recruiting people. I mean, how does this work?
1: We pre-plan ahead on my social media, you know, that we're going to have a job party or a job uh, fair. I like job party. People love a party. People like to come somewhere where they're going to engage, you know, and then I get the uh, the fire halls. I get the local government involved where they post it. And then we will have you anywhere from like, could be from 25 to 50 people show up and just are, are curious about what we have to offer. And, and at the end, it's amazing because they, they get some fun. We give a couple prizes out and we play music, you know, we, we make it exciting and Everybody I talked to said, I've never seen something like this ever. It's like, I was like, well, if you're ever around me, it's always excitement 24-7. And okay. I think that's what we need to engage people and say there's opportunities out there for you.
0: So you're, you're telling me that recruiting doesn't have to be an interview across the desk in the back of the office?
1: Yeah. Not, not at all, David. Come on now. <laughs> I recruit my flip-flops at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: great. Well, let's, get, let's continue on down this path a little bit because as you know we're seeing a marketplace for talent that's pretty much like anything anyone has seen in their career. I mean, literally, uh, Matt Lozar, our director of recruitment marketing, tracked the date and he said, March 11th. He goes, March 11th, the world changed. And not to get political, but people found out they were going to get a lot of money Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: participation in the workforce plummeted. The cost of a job applicant has gone up by 45% in the last Four weeks, the conversion rate has dropped by over thirty percent in the last four weeks. What are you doing to create recruiting excitement in this kind of an environment?
1: I'm I'm big on video. I think video and engaging on all the social media platforms. Um, I'll be frank here. I haven't used a job board in probably nine months. Uh, I'm all about all the other social media platforms, which are free. If it's TikTok, if it's Instagram. Um, capturing the audience, engaging them, and tapping to all your resources in the community. I mean, if you tap into all nonprofits, they're part of your recruiting team now and they can find candidates for you. And also on the unemployment side and stuff like that, I mean, I see a lot of people calling me saying they're not getting checks and they're not getting them on time and they want a consistent basis of a full-time job. So, you know, that's a plus side for all of us that, you know, not everybody's getting in benefits so we can seek after them candidates.
2: Seems to me it's about attention, right? Where are they? Where are they putting their attention? How do you get in front of them? Social media, the video. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that? How do you determine where to be? And do you vary that by the job opening or by the type of person you're looking to to find?
1: Yes. I I think some of it's branding. As you can see, you know, the sharks everywhere, I just keep pushing it out there with uh, visuals and stuff like that. But then it's also, I tell everybody, you got to use hashtags and you got to tap into some of the groups, especially on Facebook. I mean, you know, you can can really connect with a lot of nurses, you can connect with late industrial engineers. I mean, pretty much everybody's on one of the social media platforms. I think we forget about all of them and we all just recruit on LinkedIn. But there's other platforms out there that you can really, uh, you know, pull them from, you know. And and I think Instagram's amazing and Facebook has been amazing for me so far. And I I believe it's the hashtags, being visual on there. And one thing that I will say that I never do, I never put now hiring. I think that's overkill. If you see anything I put, it's get hired. Get hired by the shark. I want that where it says get means I'm inviting you into my family. And, And it's working a lot.
0: That's fantastic. Talk about your video because you, you mentioned it already once and I've seen you all over posting your videos, but how did you get good at it? What's your strategy? Is you know what do, you, what do you do to manage it? Because video, I think, scares a lot of people. Recruiters um, don't want to be on video. They don't want it cost. They don't want to produce it. And you're just killing it.
1: It's me being me. And I'm helping some companies around there. I think you just got to be yourself. You, you can't follow anybody else's directions. I, definitely, you want somebody to guide you but you, know, you gotta feel the passion for it. And, and I, I wanna engage people, I wanna make them excited. So everything that I post is my original stuff that I want them to be happy and engaging. And at that point, I keep saying that, engaging equals employment. Once they engage with you with a conversation, the next step is pretty much history. And I think one thing David and Victoria that I'll talk about is on, when I post stuff out there, I put text and I put the job, like text civil engineer and my number, you won't believe how many people will just text me instead of putting out there the the application process and everything. Then you're building a conversation with them. The next step is you're getting their resume. Boom. Instead of going through a hundred resumes, you might have 10 texts right there. You got nine great candidates. Simple things like that is amazing. And I know that we still are in that, well, should I text or shouldn't I text? I'm going to be a firm believer. hundred percent. You need to text. Yeah, I, the other thing that
0: you're doing, and it's like this is one of those, those marketing and IT principles and you're just adapting it so well, it's reducing friction. So anything that causes friction in a process re- results in the process being less efficient. So where's the friction in hiring? Well, the application, it's ridiculously long. It's hard to find. It's hard to get to. You, you eliminated all of that. Just text me. Oh, we'll go from there and start the conversation, start the engagement. I absolutely love that.
1: Exactly. And I think the big thing is when you text, you have to identify yourself. I mean, I get texts all the time from recruiters trying to send me something and they don't even know who I am. They call me different names. It's not even my name. So I think you got to be original there. I mean, I was called Ashley last week. I was like, okay, (laughs) I guess I'm Ashley this week.
0: Now that's a confusing one. I would not confuse you for Ashley.
1: For a nursing job. I was like, I've never done nursing in my life.
2: (laughs) (laughs) When do I start? (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) In terms of engaging candidates, Richard, you, one of the things you commented on was creating a social media human connection. And so, I I mean, the whole purpose of social media is to be social, but everyone watched the documentary last year on how social media is really just brainwashing us. How do you get the social back in social to create that human connection?
1: I think the big thing is when you talk to them on the phone, we have to realize that, you know, it's a teamwork thing. I always say this. I'm the head coach. They're the player. Together we win. There's nobody better because at the end of the day, they need a job. And without them, I don't have a staffing firm or a job agent or anything. So, and you tell them up front, you know, hey, we're both in this together. And you see a lot of my posts, teamwork together. Um, I even post on stuff, just inspirational stuff. That's what we need to do. We, Even though we post on the hiring and all that we have to get back to the human connection if it's groundhog day put something out there that makes you original that makes you human
2: seems like it's being authentic like it really i you are who you are and you're embracing that and you're putting it out there and i think that authenticity is rare in social media and i think people connect with it 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 brings something out in people they want to be around people that are authentic
1: Exactly. It's a magnetic force. Yeah. Seriously, it is. It is. People want around positive people and and when and it spreads too. So if you're if you have five candidates and, and they feel like you're positive, you're going to help them out. They're going to reach out to five more people. I don't even have to say referral. They're just reaching out to their friends And before you know it. You got a whole army of 100 people looking for jobs. It's mm-hmm. great. So
0: right now, how's your
1: how's your fill rate? How are you doing with all of this? Right now, we're probably at 97%. I'm not
0: going to lie. I think you just made a lot of people jealous.
1: <laughs> uh, we we have a couple companies. We're in with other staffing firms. They've sent one candidate and I, I submit like 20 a week. <laughs> 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 They're like, what are you doing different? I said, just be a me. But it's, it's right. some of the, uh, real quick, it's some of the different processes I do, David and Victoria, like I recruit on the weekends. If you see, I post stuff that, and that's that's a big one. I recruited on Good Friday. If you see, I posted something out there, Good Friday is good recruiting. And I had 15 people within three hours respond to me about that. So, you know, I think weekends from 10 o'clock to like one o'clock in the afternoon, prime time to make some phone calls and reach out to candidates. I know it's the weekend and we need to take time for ourselves, but just do it twice a month and you'll see how you can grow. That uh, makes
2: like really um, not doing exactly what everyone else do, does and differentiating and, and doing something different. It's so dynamic. And, and it's something that I think is lost in staffing a lot. There's a lot of, not, I, I don't want to risk you know upsetting anybody, but there's a lot of, what are you doing? I'll do that too, instead of being who you are and embracing change.
1: Exactly. And that's what I'm all about. Disrupting the industry in a good way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm, I'm trying to like decode your formula right now. So I just wrote optimism plus enthusiasm plus differentiation equals excitement. And that seems like well, what you bring to your candidates, and that
1: leads to action. It does. And it's and all these candidates, you know what? I tell them at the end of the day, if, if they're not happy or they don't have a job I have, I'll give them to somebody else. I think that's something else we have to understand in this industry. We can share, we can share candidates, we can share clients, we can do splits. Uh, we have to work together. And that's something I've found. I, I have a great team of uh, people I work with on the side and they're excellent. And, and we share all kinds of values and we share candidates too. If I can't find them a job, I'll, I'll send a resume over with the contact and everything. There's no secrets here.
0: That's interesting. It's interesting because like that's so common in executive recruiting and so rare in temporary staffing, but makes makes sense. You're doing what's right for the candidate. They're going to remember that. And half a placement is better than none.
1: Exactly. And here's one thing. if I if always tell people on referrals, and I posted on ASA Central about this, and it was uh, really receptive, is like, you know, you give referral money. How about let's tap into the homes? Netflix gift cards, Hulu, you pay for their Netflix for the next year. Now you're tapping into their family values. When they click, have they watch Tiger King or any other movies out there, they're going to think the staffing shark, man, paid for my membership for the whole year. Now you're tapping into family values they're never going to leave you
0: yeah I was, I, I'm, I'm reading a book right now called "The The Lazy CEO because um, I'm lazy uh, <laughs> but never. there was there was a, a line in there about I- intrinsic motivation and I loved it and it said to motivate people with money, it requires about eight percent of their annual compensation to vote, motivate people with things like your Netflix gift cards. It takes about 4% of conversation. You get twice the bang for the buck out of non-cash rewards. So brilliant marketing to think about that as a way to deal with referral incentives.
1: Exactly. And grocery stores too. Give them, give them an app where you pay for it. Spend $125 on groceries for like the employee of the a month. They can buy steaks or whatever they want. Another winner.
0: So you must have 100,000 war stories to tell. Um, would you mind sharing a favorite one or two with everybody?
1: Oh, yeah, I will. Um, it's with uh, one of my previous employers. I'll, I'll say the name because you know what? I love them to death. It was a uh, true blue, people ready. It was my second uh, staffing job. Got promoted to a branch manager. So I was excited to have my own uh, office. First day I walked in, uh, yeah, the, uh, the bathroom door, we had to have a tube before to keep it open or it would lock on you. Um, and they had a money they had like a thing there where you can get money, like you put the card in and it pays you out. Well, two weeks before I got there, they broke the window and somebody was with well, a pickup truck was trying to carry out the money machine. I'm thinking, oh my goodness. Oh, my this- yes. <laughs> yes. And this is only in 2014. <laughs> so long story short, yeah, it's, uh, we had panic buttons there and stuff like that. About six months later, I found a better location and, and uh, we really revamped the whole workforce, had picnics for them, had a Christmas party. I brought that family value that I believe in to the uh, industry. and It wasn't like that at that office. And uh, yeah, but for some times it, it was kind of scary. I mean, I'd get emails and say, if you don't pay me today, I see your car out there. Uh, it'll be oh, on sheesh. blocks tonight. So, and these are through emails. I'm
2: thinking, holy cow. <laughs> That's scary. That's really scary. But uh, we got
1: over and, uh, you know, and we moved on and I made sure my staff was safe. But, uh, you know, that was my first uh, war story of jumping into. I'm thinking, what did I get myself into here? So- but you know what? I refused to give up. <laughs> it's a really interesting story, though. But that
0: that's a huge cultural shift for the office and for the employees to go from, you know, the employer is nothing more than a paycheck, not even a paycheck, cash in a machine that you can put your pay card into to get paid. Mm-hmm. And now it's, I'm bringing family values. And how'd you
1: accomplish that? Just sitting everybody down and correcting them. You know what I mean? They, they had this where they figured they'd just roll in and, you know, use foul language and stuff like that. And I use that. I'm a football coach too. So I use that coaching like, hey, hey guys and girls, you, you guys can't do this. You know what I mean? You can't do this. This, this isn't the new way. You're going to get paid on time but you got to buy into my system here. And, uh, you know, it worked. I mean, you had a couple of bad apples that said no way. And then they, you know, naturally got terminated. But for the most part, they did. And, and they knew I cared about them too, because I started getting gift cards out and they never had that before. I was you know, just dropping by and give them like a $10 gift card for like, you know, get go or, or a convenience store. Just, hey, the next couple of coffees are on me or your lunch is on me. Now they're respecting me. And the rest is pretty much history again. You know, they're like, wow, you're really genuine.
2: That's great. You mentioned on here that um, in, in our pre like discussion that you don't really believe in failure. Can you just expand on that? You mentioned, we asked what's your biggest failure? And you said, I never think of anything as failure. It's just adjustment that I have to do differently.
1: Exactly. I, I think everything in life, there's a purpose and maybe I'm the one who believes this way, but I um, there's nothing it's, you never fail. Every day you're successful, no matter what you do, if you do it to the best. So I believe if something doesn't go right that day in in work, life or business, you know, everything, you pretty much have to shift gears. So you evaluate yourself at the end of the day, you don't point fingers at anybody, and then you shift gears and you go in a different direction. And I've done that my whole life since I've been like 10 years old. So it's like, you know, you, there, there's always hope out there. So I always say at the end of the day, There's no failure. Don't say failure. I hate that word. I hate to say it, but you know, you know, you tried your best. If you didn't get selected for something, that's okay. You just want to fit, move on to something else. And I think we all have to have that positive mindset. Yeah. So the only failure is either giving up or not learning.
2: Yeah. Henry Ford said, failure is simply the opportunity to begin again, this time more intelligently.
1: And I, working out, right working out in a gym with some of the uh, former people I used to work out with, you could say failure, like, holy cow, they're, they're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a
2: different kind of failure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was me this morning.
0: <laughs> so let's turn that on its head for a second. What's, um, what's been your biggest success in business?
1: I think my biggest success today is probably the new current, um, workforce center that I have coming out, the Revive Workforce, which is something I had a vision about three or four years ago. And I said, someday, if I had the opportunity to team up with somebody that has the same vision as me, we'd do it. So, it's like I said in there, David, it's the Disney world of um, hiring. We're going to have a workforce center. It's 4,000 square feet energy center. We're having one thing that I think is going to be changing in our industry big time is that we're going to have counseling. At the center, so you got to have somebody there to talk about well-being and health. It's it's a simple thing now with everything that's going on. So we're gonna have that. We're gonna have um, auto body. There'll be cars in the back. You know, building trades, elect- electrical. So pretty much, you can you walk in the door and you don't have any skills at all, we can put you through a program to get you trained in so many much time and make you marketable out there in the uh, workforce. So you're just not coming in here and saying we have five jobs available. and This is all we have. Till we find something. Good luck. We're going to fit everybody in, especially the second second is really program cool. is true to my heart now. Anybody comes out of the Department of Corrections, we're going to give them a shot now, and I'm going to
2: represent them to get them a job. So, oh, <clears throat> phenomenal. I was just reading about, um, I think it was a, a restaurant that someone just opened, and I wish I had more details, but that it's exclusively for people coming out of the correction system. Um, those are the only people they hire. And I think that there's, you know, so much opportunity to bring people and retrain them and help with their skills and teach them the basics of working in an, an environment like that and seeing them thrive. I, I love that.
1: So that's, uh, that's our motto, thrive with revive. There you go.
2: Oh, awesome. <laughs> Let me know that.
1: So how did you put that together? That It's just
0: an incredible endeavor, but it sounds like it would be really costly to create.
1: Um, With a lot of uh, hard work and uh, with the community and, and some of the uh, stuff that we tapped into with the uh, the federal government and stuff like that, we, we put it all together. And, and the name and everything, you're going to laugh at this, but me thinking at night, three in the morning, I made the logo and everything at like 2 a.m. one night. I'm thinking... Revive. And I, I sent, sent it to my business partner. He's like, where'd you get this at? I'm like, I did it myself. He's like, you got to be kidding me, man. What is up with you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, all my logos are myself. I don't have anybody do any of my stuff. And it's like, uh, but no, it's, I want it somewhere where I seen it. We were lacking in the industry where sometimes we get a bad name when people just walk in and we have a couple chairs there. I want, I want to make this where it's all digital, environmentally green, where they come in and they have hope. You know what I mean? If they don't walk out with a job that day, they walk out with inspiration, where they're going to come back.
2: That seems to be a theme for you—that inspiration inspiring people and creating hope and creating opportunity. That, that it is. I, it I really
1: believe that's 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 my calling in life is to make people happy. You know, I mean, I think we we are on Earth. Uh, I don't want to get no emotional here, but no, we're it's a short time. We live so long here, so we got to make the best of it every day. I mean, you know. Struggles, equal strategies. I mean, I sum it up that way. So true.
0: Yeah, I think you we've know, we, we do have done some work with uh, several Goodwill agencies. And a lot of people don't know that Goodwill is actually a big staffing organization because their mission isn't about running retail stores. It's not just about dealing with uh, disadvantaged people. It's actually about putting people to work and helping the disadvantaged to find work. One of the things I learned from working with them is that in many people's lives, particularly people who have had challenges, whether they're financial challenges, whether they're legal challenges, whether they're mental health challenges, whether they're physical challenges, the opportunity to work gives them the greatest sense of pride, of self-worth. It is really the key to their long-term success. And so, When you talk about giving people hope, I can't think of a better mission for an organization. That is fantastic.
1: It is. And one thing I will say, and David knows this real well, I love the video and the podcast I do, you know, live TV broadcast shows, and we're going to get the community involved. I, you know, I want the candidates to be on TV on on the screen and and take videos and stuff like that. And I want to get everybody involved. So at the end of the day, it's a big collaboration with everybody to unite. So I imagine there's people listening and they're
0: going, okay, this guy, and he, he creates a <laughs> training center. He does a road show. He's on camera all day long. That, I can't do that. That's not how I run a
1: staffing company. What would you say to someone like that? Um, open your mind to everything. Take a little bit of what everybody else has and add it. You know, I, I think if you have a closed mind and you're saying this is the way a staffing industry has been ran in the last 30 years, I'm going to tell anybody out there whatever you've done in the last 18 years is probably obsolete. So, you know, everything, I mean, we're changing, you know, we don't have, you don't put like uh, personal ads in the, uh, you know, job ads in the newspaper anymore. You mean, you know, everything's social media, it's moving so fast. So, we have to ride that surfboard. I always have to relate to my staffing stuff, shark mm-hmm. stuff, that we have to ride it. We have to ride this wave together. And and I think the biggest thing is, David and Victoria, we we all have to change and we have to change now. It's not I mean, the video resumes and stuff is happening now. I always say that the future is now. The wave is here. And if you don't, you're going to get passed by because these candidates are going to go somewhere where they can be excited and engagement. I mean, that's, I keep saying it over and over again, but that's what it's about. You know, candidates want to be excited when they talk to you and they just don't want to go in and, and have a boring, you know, time. They, they want to be excited.
2: I think what you're doing for the industry is just phenomenal. And I love your energy and I'm really inspired by all that you've talked about. And I knew
1: I, you'd like this one. Yeah. <laughs> I've I only had two cups of coffee too. So look out.
2: <laughs> your, your energy is phenomenal. I love it. I need to work out with you.
1: <laughs> oh, Maybe it's staffing world. If you're coming there, let me know. David.
2: I'll be there.
0: So you, you talked about the present. You talked about the need to change. You talked about change your mindset. All right. When you look to the future and you look at our industry, where do you think it's going and what's going to be the key to
1: success? I think the key to success is um, we have to embrace our job seekers in a different way. I mean, um, video I sum it up all the time. Video is going to be the wave of the future. I mean, if anybody out there doesn't want to be on video and you're a recruiter, or you're a staffing industry, you're missing out. You got to have, you got to show your face. You got to show your presence in the community. Um, I think we're going to do a lot more virtual, which we are right now. There's going to be a lot more remote offices. Um, the technology that we have right now is incredible, but that human connection, we're never going to lose. We're never going to lose that human connection. So in the future, I think we got to embrace all this together and realize that, you know, people's not going to come into the office and uh, and look for a job. We're going to have to seek out for them in creative ways and use all the social media platforms. If I can tell anybody, use TikTok, you're going to laugh at me or reach out to me, but TikTok is amazing for recruiting.
0: So, related to that, I got to see, I got to bounce an idea off you and see what you think. I, I would, uh, yeah. um, so, Dicky turned me on to this guy named Peter Diamandis, who we've seen at the Staffing World Conference several years ago. And Peter Diamandis is, I would describe him as a futurist, but he's really about big changes in the world. And he's, he's hes like you. He's an incredible optimist about the future. He's one of those people that says, stop watching the news. You're not going to learn anything from the news because you need to watch what's happening in technology and what's happening in Research right now around human longevity and around all these incredible technologies. And in his newsletter yesterday, there was a company—I don't remember the name—it was a video gaming company that just got their last batch of financing. They now have a billion dollars in financing. Wow! And they're building what's intended to be as a true virtual world. So. I, to me, I see, I watched the movie Ready Player One, and I got a kid who's a gamer. And in that movie, everybody lives in their virtual world. I'm like, oh, that's science fiction. That's not happening. This company got the funding to build that. Do you think that as we go to remote and as we go to to the future of the staffing industry, recruiters are going to have to start thinking about engaging talent in a virtual world?
1: Yes, I believe 100%. I mean, Avatar and all that. I mean, you're going to have Avatar tours of facilities. They're doing that right now. And I'm tapping into that market soon. So, I mean, it's going to be the virtual world for everybody. I mean, the, the, the resume, the black and white resume you see on Indeed is going to fade away, David. I'll be honest with you. It's going to be, it's going to have, it's going to talk to you. I mean, that's what we need. It's going to talk to you, audio or video, one way or the other, because we're all hyperactive, maybe not as hyperactive as i am but we you know we have to capture the audience once again i, I if i can't say that more and more you got to capture it and it's got to be with visuals people don't like to read paragraph to paragraph anymore we got to engage them and that's the future
2: so the other day i had the opportunity to take a meeting in a virtual world with my avatar having a conversation with somebody in a virtual world through eo um and it was amazing and that was without the Oculus and without actually, it was just on my screen. Um, and this company that is offering this is bringing the price of Oculus is coming down so deeply that this this made a, a very different experience, kind of like the virtual world that the um, staffing world this past year was, but this was beyond that. And it, my avatar looked a lot like me. It. it reacted like me it kind of it was very odd and I'm very excited to see where that technology goes and like David said we have a gamer son who actually is in video game design and he's got a whole setup in our basement with his virtual world and he spends a lot of time in there so I think the younger generation is really going to embrace that virtual world
1: I totally agree. And my avatar looks like Johnny Bravo, everybody says. (laughs) They're like, there's Johnny Bravo. I was like, oh boy.
2: (laughs) There are worse things.
0: (laughs) So one wrap up question for me. Right now, we're we're in this time when a lot of companies are struggling to fill job orders. Um, There's a lot of uncertainty. The big staffing companies are making these massive investments in technology and building online platforms. I feel like you, you represent everybody else. What should those companies be doing this year? Not, let's get back out of science fiction, but this year, what should they start doing tomorrow to compete?
1: I think the biggest thing is, you know, you, you got to, en- once again, I'm going to say, it, you got to engage in all the social media platforms and in the community. I think that's the biggest thing. You got to be seen out there and make yourself different. You know, um, make it creative. And, and remember, don't think about your firm as much as you think about the candidate. Put yourself in the candidate's shoes. And if you think that way, you know, you disguise the limit on what you can do. And I think that's the biggest, way. that's what I do every day. I, I act like I'm a job seeker and I'm like, what would they want? And, we, and when you approach it that way, but like I said, once again, last thing I'll say social media, you got to get on it and you got to try it. Hashtag and tap into the pockets, it'll work. It's great.
0: Awesome. Well, Richard, thank you so much. I can't believe it. We've blown through. Is that half good hour. enough? Uh, I didn't know. I
1: mean, I could talk forever. I didn't know. What, I figured this was like a little bit inspirational. On this one, it would be good because everybody's down still. Does that make sense?
0: <laughs> Absolutely, that makes sense. No, thank you very much. This is fantastic information. So, if somebody wants to check out the shark, where is best to connect to you on the socials?
1: Uh, they can connect at the staffing shark on all social media platforms. So you can reach me out at all social media platforms. Just look for the shark, jobs for all. That's my tagline. Um, And I definitely will respond in a matter of minutes and help everybody out in all aspects. Even if you're not looking for a job and you want to work out with me, or if you just want to have a a good cheer, I'm here for it.
0: Well, at least you got one out of two of us that's going to join you for the workout. (laughs) I
1: don't think I can keep up. David, that's, that's a challenge. I'm going to have you at staffing where we're working out together. All right. <laughs> all right. Good
2: luck with that, Richard.
1: <laughs> all right, everybody. That's Richard
0: Rosner, the staffing shark. Thank you so much for being part of today's episode of secrets of staffing success. Okay. I told you so. I told you that was going to be a high energy guest appearance. What'd you think of Richard?
2: Wow. I love, I love his energy. Like that it's contagious. Just somebody with so much passion about the industry and so much um, just being excited and really wanting to make change. And I love that so much.
0: So what'd you take out of it?
2: I think, um, you know, there was a lot of the things that came up multiple times about being positive in making change and disrupting the industry in a good way and he, he said don't complain change and I that really resonated with me and, and the whole idea that you really need to be on the same team as the job seeker and really put them first what would they need how would we engage with them how can you be where their attention is so social media LinkedIn Insta but also TikTok and Facebook groups. And and he didn't mention Clubhouse, but I was thinking about Clubhouse and video. And there's just so many other ways to approach recruiting rather than I'm going to post the job and hope that it hits Indeed. And then Indeed brings me some candidates and then I'm going to sort through some resumes. Um, The whole idea of texting and removing friction that you mentioned, there's just a ton, a ton here. I need to listen to it again because I have a thousand ideas right now.
0: Yeah, I got to build on that. So the the positivity and optimism is contagious. I mean his <laughs> optimism, his enthusiasm is contagious and you see so little of that in recruiting only because the recruiting is it's sterile. It's you know, I go to a I go to a website, I read a bunch of job descriptions, I click on one that looks interesting, I read that, then I click to apply, maybe I can quick apply. There's no there's no human interaction, there's no emotion, there's no excitement. So I I loved his enthusiasm. Uh, I also love the do what others don't do. I mean, that's marketing one-on-one, but it's kind of like slap myself in the hand, and go, duh. Mm-hmm. You know, recruit on weekends, I recruit on Good Friday. I, you know, I know I should have some work-life balance, but I also know I got to put people to work. And it's not, I got to make more money, I got to fill orders. It's I got to put people to work, is his attitude. And I just do what people aren't willing to do. And then one thing, and this is such a little twist. It's not a job fair, it's a job party.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We have music, we have prizes. We rent out the, the local fire hall and we get you know, 25, 50 people and they're employed. And then I just give them a number to text to. No resume to send me, no go to my website, text me. We're off and running and I've got nine, 10 people I'm placing. I, I just love that. And then my, my marketing geek side, you know, we talked about branding, be everywhere. He doesn't spend a ton of money. He does invest a lot of time. But he taps into those groups. He taps into the right social media platforms. He must have said 20 times, use hashtags because what he's talking about there is tag the groups, tag the topics that people are searching for. So you're putting yourself into the conversations and at zero cost, you're making yourself relevant. So I, I was just, I'm inspired. I'm like, you I kind of want to go listen to it again. Maybe Usually I listen at 1.5 times speed. I may do 0. 0.75 here uh, to, get, to get all his ideas down but so many good things. Cause you know so many of our clients are just dealing with recruiting challenges. He's not, he's got a 97% fill rate and no money spent on job advertising.
2: Oh, I think it comes down to passion, right? He's passionate about what he does because it is his purpose in life. He said, you know, life is short. We need to help people. And here we are helping people get jobs. We are creating hope for people and, I think right now, you know, we've all come off this crazy year. We don't know what's ahead. And if anything, we all could use a little hope.
0: Yeah, I think that is absolutely so critical. Be the, be the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, it sort of ties back to, for the people who listened to our presentation with, uh, with Mike Brannock, you know, thinking about what the candidates need and want. They need schedule flexibility. They need someone who listens to them. They need to be in control of their jobs. And both both these guys in very different ways uh, were trying to put the candidates first and great lessons for everybody. If you've got recruiting challenges, listen to your candidates, know your candidates really well and find ways to add enthusiasm and help them accomplish their goals and dreams. And it's just something as simple as putting food on the table.
2: It's that human connection, right? Remember, that's why the staffing industry exists. We're placing people or making that human connection We're creating opportunities for people to work, to have dignity, to have pride, to have self-worth.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you very much. I want to thank Richard again for being part of today's show. I want to thank all of you for listening. If you like what you heard, please feel free to give us a review, give us a rating, and we hope to see you on the next episode of Secrets of Staffing Success.